I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. They do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites. As it, was, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother, or honor your father and mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must surely die. But you say that if anyone tells father or mother, whatever support you might have had from me is Corbin, that is, an offering to God, then you no longer permit doing anything for a father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many things like this. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Then do you also fail to understand? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart, but the stomach? and goes out into the sewer. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, It is not what comes out of a person that defiles, for it is from within the human heart that evil intentions come. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly, All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So I was, I don't have my trumpet with me today. It is safely tucked away at home in its case. But if I did have it today, 
I would be the only person that I would let hold it. My trumpet is as I am attached to my trumpet as much as I am attached to my arm or to my leg. Very few people share my love and respect for my trumpet as I do. Many would see it as a common instrument. But I see my trumpet as an extension of myself, a mouthpiece for my soul. My trumpet is special to me. Likewise, God's people are special to God. Way back in Exodus, God embraced the Jews, saying, You shall be for me a priestly kingdom, a holy nation. They enjoyed a privileged relationship with God that common people like us did not. The Pharisees emphasized the role of God's people as a priestly kingdom in a profane world. As one author put it, the Pharisees saw every house as a temple, every table as an altar, and every man as a priest. Traditionally, rituals like hand-washing applied only to priests serving in the temple. But by the first century, many of the rituals observed in the temple were also being observed in households. Anyone who ignored these rituals took something that was special to God and treated it as though it was common. This caused profanity to spread among God's people, threatening their special relationship with God. It's easy to see why Jesus' contemporaries were so concerned about the disciples' ritual hygiene. In their eyes, Commonness abounded at Jesus' profane table. Meanwhile, Jesus maintained that profanity spread through the hearts rather than the hands. Citing the tradition of the elders, Jesus identified a loophole which released children from financial responsibility for their aging parents. Any child could label their parents' retirement fund as Corbin a special gift for God, and be excused from all other costs related to their parents' care. This clearly violated God's commandment to honor father and mother, a commandment which, when broken, demanded death. The body of teaching which celebrated the holiness of the household also provided a pious workaround for robbing one's parents. Ritual hygiene was of little use when pious hearts rationalized evil deeds. God did not make a profane world. We profane the holy world that God made. As I mentioned earlier, I see my trumpet as an extension of myself. It's a mouthpiece for my soul. Anyone who learns to express themselves through music likely experiences their own voice or their own instrument in a similar way. And after studying music professionally, I found it difficult to set aside my critical ear and appreciate the sacred selves emerging on stage through music. 
It took me many years to rediscover the joy of listening to another's musical soul without picking it apart. My critical ear was often tempted by pride, which devalues others by placing too much value on the self. Jesus provided us with a laundry list of other filth that comes out of the human heart to profane God's holy world. Deceit profanes people and truth by turning them into pawns for personal gain. Avarice or greediness devalues life by enslaving it to our bellies. Slander or abusive speech devalues someone else in the eyes of others. Fornication or sexual immorality robs bodies of their sacred identity by consuming them for pleasure. Folly or lack of good judgment enables the profane filth of the heart to spread. In each example, the human heart devalues something or someone who is special to God. Such wickedness is even more dangerous when it becomes a habitual part of the way we relate to God. It's apparent that some dangerous habits found their way into the traditions of the elders over the centuries. According to Jesus, piously robbing one's parents was only one habit among many that needed to be exercised from these traditions. Profanity spread quickly among the people because these habits were protected by centuries of beloved religious custom. God's word was devalued everywhere. Such traditions went unquestioned and unchallenged. No man could be a priest. No table could be an altar. No home could be a temple where the human heart trampled God's word for the sake of of tradition. Furthermore, other writings from that time period suggest that even the temple itself had become infected by the world's profanity. It would take an act of God to redeem a world sinking further and further into the depths of commonness. Already the first stirrings of salvation were spreading throughout Judea. John the Baptist had appeared in the wilderness, calling wayward hearts to repent and prepare the way for the Lord's arrival. Jesus of Nazareth came curing sick hearts, driving unclean spirits out of captive hearts, and raising dead hearts, stopped hearts from the grave. His disciples multiplied his ministry exponentially through their outreach, proclaiming the imminence of God's reign. What all this was coming to was still anyone's guess. But one thing became clear. God was on the move. Holiness was spreading quicker than profanity. Filthy hearts were being transformed by a purifying spirit. These were only the first things heralding the cosmic transformation to come. Transformation is essential for life under God's reign. Without it, 
we would continue to profane the new creation through our old, comfortable habits. I went through my own transformation when I took voice lessons near the end of my undergraduate studies. My teacher was a joyful person. His joy was contagious. He empowered me to sing with more musicality than anyone had. He helped me discover joy in the musical expression of my own soul. I owe a great debt of gratitude to him. For I never would have learned how to overcome my critical ear and rediscover the joy of music without his help. Such joy is ours through the gospel. All creation is of infinite worth and value to God. Christ's death transformed the world, restoring value to people and things that we routinely devalue in our hearts. God acted concretely in Christ to establish creation's value forever. What's more, our profanity-ridden hearts have been transformed by his death so that we might be free to rediscover what is so special in the things that appear so common. His cross has forever transformed the way that we see and relate to the world around us. Perhaps the best place to begin practicing our joy is in the sanctity of our own homes. As a wise teacher once said, The smallest expression of the church is the household. Transformation is about joy. Joy in God's word. Joy in one another. Joy in the world God made. Where there is joy, there is love. And where there is love, there is uncommon value. My trumpet has such value to me. It is my instrument, the mouthpiece of my soul. As people of faith, we are the mouthpiece of God's soul. We are the only ones who know the joy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at our best, we embody Christ to one another and to the world that is so dear to God. You and I were created to know uncommon joy in God's cherished world and to spread it as rapidly as we can. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Mm